Welcome back to Fake Football Real People. Today you got Tyler Solis, Tyler Entz, Sam Clinch, Rory Lara, and myself, Gary Morgan. We're going to go ahead and talk about week seven with a week eight outlook. Um, Sam, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the Seahawks and the Cardinals? That was uh, one of the best games of the year. That was a really exciting game. I was trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't fall asleep. I had, a, had to see how it played out. Um, man, really, really back and forth game. I guess some of the biggest news leaving the game was Chris Carson's injury. Um, he kind of screwed me in my big DFS lineup this week, but that's all right. Um, they're calling it a week-to-week injury. Uh, it's a uh, mild foot sprain. Uh, he, sh- he may be back this week, but I, I think he missed a week or two here. Um, if he does, uh, where is Hyde for y'all on as far as waiver wire pickups? I'm, I'm, I'm not. He's not huge on my list, and I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I think the volume could be there, but. I just don't know if Hyde's not going to produce Chris Carson numbers, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you got to run on your feet. So I think Carson <laughs> might be out a while, man, with that sprain. Uh, I would, I would jump on Hyde if you got a chance, man. He, he's going to pick up and he's going to get the volume that Chris Carson was putting in. I'd have to go back a little bit. Chris Carson was putting up pretty good numbers for a while there. I, I can't remember exactly what he was, but I know he was a top fifteen back for sure. I think he was a top twelve. So I would definitely be uh, – I'd try to be jumping on him, especially in a running back 10 week. Yeah, they uh, they get San Francisco this next week, which isn't the greatest matchup, but he'd still be a um, – probably a running back three uh, flex play for me. And then next week he gets Buffalo, which would be a great spot if, um, if Carson is to miss more than just a week or two. Um, I mean, Tyler Lockett exploded. I think he had, what, 15 for 203 touchdowns. 20 targets. That's just crazy. That's crazy. Um, DK, on the other hand, disappoints. Just didn't get the target share. And then it looked like he got bailed out with the late touchdown uh, to win the game for him, and it ended up getting called back. Um, on the other side of the ball, Kenan Drake got injured real late in the game with an ankle injury. Uh, looks like it is a, a sprain, and they're treating it like a high ankle sprain. So, I mean, high ankle sprain, normally four to six weeks. So I would expect him to miss – at least three to four weeks. Um, Edmonds looked like the best back all year, and if Drake ends up missing three weeks, I don't think Edmonds gives this job back. What do y'all think? I don't either. He went seven for seven on targets, 87 yards, like, and then he went five for 58. Don't get me wrong, his longest rush was 32 yards. I mean, he's efficient. I mean, I want Edmonds. He's a trade target for me. I mean, whoever has him isn't going to give him up, but, I mean, he's, I, he's, I, I'm shooting for him. We yeah, kind of we kind of saw this last year with with David Johnson. I mean, he had the job for the first well six eight weeks, kind of got banged up a little bit. Drake came in there and never gave the job back. So, I think we see a similar scenario this year. What do you think, Roy? Uh, yeah, man, I think you could. I, I really kind of got a question. I, I like Edmonds a lot. Obviously, he's been putting up all year. What do y'all think, running back 
ranking wise, he can be like week in and week out with him having that job straight to himself. He's a top ten back. I mean, he got seven targets and caught them all. That's fifteen points right there with receiving, and then add another five. That's twenty two points. If he gets a touchdown rushing, I mean, that's really good numbers. I th- yeah, I think he's anywhere from RB eight to sixteen most weeks, depending on matchups. Um, I guess with Drake back, he could slide down a little bit more, but uh, he's he's definitely a top. I would I would consider him a top fifteen play this week. Uh, I don't think he gets all the volume, but he's looked so good. If he can get 15, 20 touches, he's really going to produce. But who's going to take carries away from him? Probably nobody. <laughs> Probably nobody, if we're being honest. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. He's, it's his job. I think yeah. he can be a high top eight back. Yeah, I agree. In that offense right now. I would not be surprised. And, and you know he's not out there. People drafting him. Dynasty League, no way he's out there. Yeah, your your best bet is trying to get a trade for him, but like you said, I can't see anybody wanting to get that guy up right now. Yeah, so if you got him. Kudos to you. Eno Benjamin's their backup. Who's, um, he's flashed a little bit as far as in college and stuff. Had a pretty decent draft, so he'll get an opportunity. But I I think it's really just going to be to spill Edmonds. I don't think I don't think they're going to give Edmonds twenty two, you know, attempts per game. But, but if that um, he's going he's going to keep the passing work yeah. for sure. And then he'll probably pitch in their 12 to 14 carries, and I think that's will be enough to get him in the top 15 to 10 every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Kirk, man, had back-to-back good weeks. Um, he's come off the injury and is really, really looking good. Um, it seems like him and um, and Kyler's chemistry is really building. They're hitting on some some deep plays. He's he's got two touchdown uh, passes back-to-back weeks. Um, it really does look like he's finally taken over that number two role in Arizona. I think we've kind of been waiting on that to happen. It looks like he's finally doing it. And that offense is just continuously getting better. Yep. So, I mean, there's no reason for him to not continue thriving. For sure. Let's move it over to another high-scoring game this weekend with the uh, Jags and Chargers. Uh, man, Justin Herbert, he looks like the real deal. That's um, Jay Herbo. Y'all better coin it. Jay Herbo. Jay Herbo. Well, he's – and I, I was pretty open. I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of the draft, but he's he's proven a lot of people wrong. He's, he's straight up balling. Pence, what do you – what do you see? I know you're the you're the QB guy. He's he looks like the real deal, man. Yeah, I think I remember talking to you about like after watching um, the the combine, after watching him throw. I remember telling you it was like, man, his mechanics are there. He's got the height. He's got the arm strength. Uh, he's got a good touch on the ball. A lot of times when you get those guys with those big arms, uh, they struggle with that. But he seemed. I was excited in the combine. I was excited to see him get drafted that high. Uh, but I mean. I'm not going to sit here and act like I expected him to explode like this in the first year. But um, he's proven he can do it. Uh, if he's on your waiver wire, I mean, he should be a pickup. I mean, he's dropping big fantasy points the last three weeks, and they're letting him throw it, and he's running a little bit, and he's been very successful so far. Yeah, I w- I'll say one thing. After watching him, he, he loves targeting Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen's definitely top ten wide receiver the rest of the way. He just gets peppered with targets and – I mean, we all know that Keenan Allen's a baller as far as just a player. Um, but after that, man, he really distributes the targets everywhere. I everywhere. Mean, he, he looks for his speed guys like Guyton down the field. He he throws it to multiple tight ends. He just kind of takes what's there. So, um, the you know, the Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, these guys are going to be week to week with them. They're going to have the big days uh, with Herbert, but they're also not going to be – they're just not getting consistent targets week in, week out. Um this week, I will say he gets Denver. 
in Denver. That's not the greatest matchup. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely go pick him up, but um, I'm not just rushing to start him this week. It's, you know, coming off the huge week uh, versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not a competitive team at all right now. So um, just kind of temper expectations. Don't chase points this week um, with, with Herbert. Um, on the other side of the ball, Minshew is really close to getting benched. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about that going into the week. And, uh, I mean, his numbers looked okay, but I watched it. He was kind of hanging in there, running a lot. And at the end of the game, when they really needed him to make some, some throws on the field, he just could not hit his guys. Um, Chark's been pretty open about, I think last week in his press conference, he said he was open. He just, they couldn't get him the ball. And then this week was kind of looking like the same. And I, I was watching the game, the last play of the game uh, for, for Jacksonville, uh, Chark was open like, 20, 25 yards on the field, and Minshew threw it to him. And you, immediately you could tell the ball was off target, and Chark just stopped running and just walked to the sideline. Like, he's <laughs> he's done with Minshew. So. Yeah, and he vocally said that, like yeah, you said. I think it's really close to seeing Mike Glennon and, uh, and Jacksonville and tanking for Lawrence, Lawrence or, or Fields or one of those top QBs this year. Yeah, you could tell in his body language, man. He was, he was over the shit, dude. But the question I guess I have is, Oh, I think we all know the answer, but the question I have is how much worse is that offense with Mike Glennon? Or do they take a step up and does Shark actually kind of gain a little bit of relevance? And, you know, is that offense able to roll with Glennon? What do y'all think? No, I think I think if they start Mike Glennon, they're going ahead and saying that they're done for the season. But I, mean, I think, I think Garner still gives right them – do what? Do you think it's worse than it is right now yes. with Glennon? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it goes down drastically. I don't I don't think Gardner I think Gardner Minshew is a competitive person, so it makes the games more intense to watch. I just think he's not incredibly talented. Yeah, he can run a little bit. He yeah. just doesn't have the downfield accuracy that you need. Um, and Glennon I mean, I, definitely doesn't. Hell no, Glennon's terrible. But I mean, maybe maybe Glennon just locks into to Chark or to Lavisca. Maybe likes the the slot a lot. I mean, you could see a tendency like that where he he gets some you know one guy more targets than the others, but. As far as the whole offense, I don't think they're a better offense with, with Glennon than they are. I mean, would we all agree that James Robertson's the only comfortable play there right now? Yeah, right comfortable now. Comfortable play. Do too. I th- yeah, I think Chark's in the like high-end wide receiver three. I mean, he had, to, w- he had one reception on se- uh, seven targets. He got seven targets, but one yeah. reception. <laughs> yeah, I, I think – I mean, you would think – 14 the, f- the week before. So. Yeah, 14 the week before. I, you'd think the efficiency would go up a little bit, but um, – Man, it's it's not looking good in Jacksonville uh, right now. Besides besides James Robinson, um, yeah, Robinson that scares me a little bit if they do go to Glennon, but yeah, I think we'll I, th- I think Robinson would be fine because he just there. he gets like you said the volume where right? he gets everything. He gets all the passing down work. He gets a ton of rushes. I mean, and he's and he looks really good too. He's he's playing well, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned as a as a Robinson owner. Um, we got our first snow game of the year. Uh, in Denver, it was also Le'Veon Bell's debut with Kansas City. I thought he looked uh, pretty good. It was kind of a weird game for Kansas City. Had a lot of um, had the two special teams touchdowns. Game got out of hand early, and they just were kind of on cruise control. Um, not much to take away. I mean, Bell got six touches, Clyde got uh, nine, and then they just turned it over to DeAndre Washington after that. Uh, I guess the good thing I saw um, with the Clyde and Le'Veon split, or something that I liked at least, was um, they were giving one of them the whole series. 
you know, Le'Veon would come in and play the whole the whole series. I, I I really like that. I don't like when they bring a guy in on first down, he rushes for four yards, they pull him, you know, they throw a pass incomplete, and then Le'Veon comes back. I, I hate that. They they just let him let him play eight you know eight straight plays and stuff. So I like that. Um, we'll, we'll we'll continue monitoring the situation to see how it how it unfolds moving forward. Um, Lindsey, hey, go ahead. Any, any any uh speculation on that? Didn't Casey draw Pittsburgh this week? Or is that coming up? That may be two weeks. I thought I thought maybe they were drawing them this week. If that is, that's gonna be a high scoring game. I don't think that's gonna well, be that, a defensive I, showdown. I'm I'm wondering if they give any extra. They got the Jets. To, they got the Jets. Okay, okay. Uh, Baltimore, I think gets Pittsburgh. Maybe yeah. that's the week after. Yeah. I'm just. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they get any extra uh, little looks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the Jets. So I'm, that's what I was going to. Sorry. Yeah. Do you think they give Le'Veon any extra carries to kind of throw a little something in the Jets' face, or you think it's still the CEH and you know Bell gets what he gets? Well, I, I think later in the game when they're winning by 30, that they'll definitely start running Le'Veon a lot more. I mean, that game's not going to be close at all. Yeah. So you you would think that Le'Veon's going to clean up. With that, that game. with that being said, they also put DeAndre Washington at the end of this game. So, like, they might save both yep. the running backs. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> he's, he's talking about, like, a revenge game yeah. for Le'Veon. Oh, you're right. You're yep. right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah for point, sure. I, I, I'm with you there, Roy. I, I do think he has a good week. In the, I think he I, has I, a real good week. I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go with the storyline there for yeah. sure. He could be a good DFS play. I don't know if I'd yep. start him in my leagues just because, like – It could be risky. It's risky. Yeah. Yep. But DFS – might take a chance on a dollar play. Yep. <laughs> um, on the other side of the ball, Philip Lindsay left with a concussion. He was actually looking really good before he got hurt. I mean, both the running backs have been really productive when they've been on the field for him. It's just they've kind of been back and forth um, as far as being on the field. Um, I don't have too much to say about, about Denver. I, I will say that uh, Albert O, their tight end that went to uh, college with Drew Locke, He's not doing. He's not doing anything crazy, but he did have two for forty-five last week, and then seven for sixty this week. I just think he's a guy in dynasty. May keep an eye on if if Fan is to if Fan's been banged up all year. So if he's still getting hurt, maybe watch out for him and um, just a name to keep an eye on as we get later in the season with more bye weeks and more injuries coming up. Uh, and speaking of injuries, uh, man, the 49ers backfield's kind of been a mess to predict all all uh, year uh, it looked like McKinnon was going to be their lead back this week Jeff Wilson didn't even know if he's going to play and then Jeff Wilson ends up being the the every down guy for him it goes off goes off and then on his third touchdown of the game has a very nasty high ankle sprain so he's going to be where, out for a month they said. yeah where, where are we with this backfield guys well the thing is hasty was That's, second in carries and he ran pretty well and McKinnon last week was he, three for negative one. They, they said they were they were going to limit McKinnon. They said it was more of like a rest week for him. Yep. He but, all those touches came after Wilson got hurt for McKinnon. Yeah, they did not plan well. on. I don't think they even planned on playing McKinnon at all, to be honest with you. But yeah. that was something that they had said that they were going to just kind of play that as a rest, so that he could play and be full for that next week. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, me and Sam were talking about it earlier. Um, Hasty is somebody to keep an eye on. Honestly, he came in. Um, that first game whenever um, Mosert got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he actually had some – he looked pretty shifty and, and, and looked pretty good. So, And then, again, 
you know, the same thing this week. He, he actually looked pretty decent again. So I think it's somebody to keep an eye on. Anybody who starts in that backfield's worth a play. Exactly. Yeah. If you have, if you have a pulse and you have skin and you don't run like a five flat, you're going to be a pretty good running back in Shanahan's system. I just, the guy, it's, it doesn't matter. Whoever is running back there puts up numbers. Is Coleman going to – I think Coleman and Hasty with City, I think Hasty will maybe get the first crack at it. No, it's it's McKinnon. It's going to be McKinnon and Hasty next week. It's not – Coleman's not even back, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he is either. I think he's eligible to come off. I think, um, I think he's coming eligible, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I do I do think, Rory, to answer your question, I think it I think it is McKinnon and Hasty. Um, I'm actually really excited to see what Hasty can do. I really do think he fits this, this system well. So, for me, he'd be my number one um, – pick up if you're kind of in a crunch for the next couple of weeks at running back i think he could be a, a viable starter dude brandon Ayuk six for 115 i like that yeah he him and and debo's you know getting more involved coming off the foot injury um kittle had a solid day their receiving core is finally kind of coming together and getting debo's a little hurt. more consistent hurt, and yeah, yeah. Then, then debo then debo hurt gets hurt again, who so. do they yeah. got this next week was it seattle against it's the seattle. yeah so they're gonna have to throw the ball yeah that's gonna yeah. be fun. Brandon Ayuk should get ten I, targets. Ayuk's in a really good. He should get ten really targets. Spot. Yeah. They're yep. gonna have to throw the ball. Kittle's gonna go yes. stupid. I love it. Unless your boy comes back finally, Prez. Yeah. I think he's actually supposed to be coming back possibly this week, so yep. that'll be a fun matchup. That'd be a great matchup. Jamal and Kittle. Yep. Oh yeah. So if Kittle still get his. Let's be real. But oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I'm not for saying sure. he's gonna show him but down. I'm fun, just saying it'd be. A, yeah. It's a, that's that's a hell of great a matchup yeah. for sure. Facts. For sure. Um, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, um, my God, man, what happened to Cam? I mean, he starts off two, two great matchups to start the year, Miami and Seattle. I mean, I said he's probably a top five, top eight quarterback play the rest of the way. Gets COVID and then COVID looks, <laughs> looks terrible. He even yeah. said it. He's, he's a couple bad weeks away from being benched. For good. He said, bro, if I keep playing like this, I'm, this can be a permanent change. He told himself that. <laughs> Self-recognition. I wear, I mean, you can't play anyone on their team right now, can you? No. No. Hell no. no. There's nobody. Edelman's, Edelman's. Maybe Edelman. You can drop him. Next. No, well, I'm yeah. saying like he may be the only guy that you hang on to. That's yeah. literally it. Um, going to a team that has a lot of options, probably too many. Tampa Bay. The big news over the weekend was the addition of Antonio Brown. Um, I guess Bruce Arians doesn't think it's going to be a bad fit anymore. I guess Tom got in his ear and and uh, convinced him. But that uh, is terrible for fantasy fans. I I think it's – I mean, besides Brady, I mean, these guys are going to put up numbers. It's just week in, week out, you're not going to be able to trust on. It's going to be random. It's, it's going to be very It's going to be very hard to tell. You're going to have to really look at wide receiver matchups, who's covering them. I mean, it's going to be difficult. You got A.B., Godwin, Evans, and then you got to start. I mean, Scotty, Mil- Scotty Miller? Yeah, but I mean, Scotty Miller, now you got to start talking about yeah. Gronk. I mean, Gronk had Gronk's, another day, guys. Yep. We talked about it last week. I said, this is something that you keep an eye on and possibly stash him away. And everybody was like, ah, well, maybe, you know, we'll see how it is. But he did it again. Yep. Five for 60 something and a touchdown. One of the analysts made a good point. They were like, look. Gronk was not in football shape. It took about five weeks, and look what he's doing right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he still looks like the old Gronk or whatever, but I mean, you go back to back weeks like that. That's worse. That is some. That's looking up. But he he's he's moving better, yeah. and he's also. I think the biggest thing is 
Evans and Godwin are finally healthy on the, on the field together, mm-hmm. and he has he has no attention on on, you know, right. on Gronk. And Scotty's nice too. Like Scotty's like, really they, nice. They, there's, there's, they just got too many weapons. That was my biggest takeaway coming from the game is AB's about to be in Scotty Miller's role. Yep. And Scotty Miller just went six for one hundred five and a touchdown. Listen, AB, if he, I mean, if he's getting that type of targets, yeah. he's gonna go right. But it's hard. I, it, I, I get what you're saying because Evans only saw like what was it like two targets, two or three targets, three targets. or something. Tar- so two like, for two, yeah. I mean, how many times are you gonna get to see that? I mean, he's done it. You know, no. last two weeks have been tough for him. But I mean, come on, you got a top six top seven receiver in the game you're gonna start to find the way to get him the ball which there's a lot of people to get the ball to so let me and rojo i mean he's getting he's getting a lot of carries no he's not he got a lot he got 13 and four got 11 like that is i'm saying like the last couple weeks before that yeah 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 yeah. yeah. rojo dropped a pass on on a screen that was open on third down and after that they started playing fournette a lot i mean that that's how it is it going into the week there may be the guy they wanted to get the you know get more involved in they miss one pass blitz up. They they fumble. They they drop a pass. The other guy's getting the the opportunity. So that that backfield's going to be, I think it's going to be even more of a mess than the wide receivers are. I mean it's it's going to be hard. You don't know who the hell is going to be able to play week in week out. So in the the receiving core outside of Gronkowski, Gronkowski so Miller, Godwin, Evans, and we'll just throw in Brown. Who are we buying or selling out of those four? I mean I think I'd love to sell Evans, but I mean. I don't want to sell him at his. I don't know anyone that's going to pay close to full price to Evans. I mean, what I don't know what you get for him right now. I agree. It's not a lot, and I mean, I'm watching the games. He's not Brady's looking over the middle of the field like he like he liked to do in New England. He's what? not looking outside a lot, and A. B. and Godwin and and Gronk are going to be running a lot of those routes over the middle. To me, I think most weeks Evans is the odd man out here, except in the red zone. Well, that's also why. I I almost say sell Godwin, not because he's going to produce, but because you could probably get a lot for him right now if you have him. I'm not saying I don't want him, but in terms of like A.B. coming in and taking some of those targets and Gronkowski continuing to grow, Godwin might be a good sell high while he is producing because you can get some out of him. And imagine if he doesn't get those nine targets in the next few weeks. Yep. I mean, yeah, if, if you can, it, I mean, it's hard to tell you know, give a bunch of scenarios. I mean, every team's different and stuff. Who knows what you can get for them. But if you could sell them high, I mean, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, you, I, I would say I think he's the most consistent guy week in, week out because he is going to be playing the slot a ton. He's a very good player. I, I think he's – But, see, I'm – I'm kind of with you because if you can't really wait though either. You can't wait and no, let no, the no. weeks play out and then if you need a running back and you have Godwin or something like that, or if somebody if, if somebody was to offer me like you know maybe a Galladay Godwin switch or something like that, I mean I would I would give it some mm-hmm. thought that's like what I'm like major thought. I mean that's that's not even a a bad offer like back and forth no. if you really think about it. But yeah, I'm with you. If you do, I think it is Godwin just because he is going to be the most consistent. If you can get a you know a nice RB like. You know, you could trade. You know, I'm not going to say maybe I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but I think you're right. I think it's the you could get the most from him because yeah, it's exactly. Godwin. Yeah. But like Edmonds. Sam, what? Oh, Chase oh I mean, you chase Edmonds for Godwin right now. I'm taking it. I am. I, I Dude, think I, I would too. Drake is not getting that job back, and I, he is literally going to be out for a month anyways. I okay. Think, I say, think I would too. Say you have Edmonds as like your fourth or fifth running back. You're pretty stacked at running back. 
would you do the other side of the deal to get Godwin? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable yeah. starting Godwin. Yeah. I know, me too, me too, me too. Yeah, I'm good. With uh, he's that. a buy and a sell for me, but I would rather sell him high if I can. Yeah, I will say this about Evans: two down weeks. This is, I mean, AB's not playing this week. I, I bet they they try to get Mike going this week. Hopefully, he puts up a big game, and then then, then we may, talk about then this maybe you can week. start <laughs> you can start thinking about selling him. But I I would not sell Mike Evans right now unless you're getting a legitimate offer, unless he's part of a package that you can you can throw him into. Another team with. Kind of the same problem we're talking about here is Pittsburgh. They got just a bunch of talent over there. Deontay gets 15 targets. Juju gets 14. Claypool gets one. I mean, I think, I think like I just said, it's going to be just like this week in, week out with, with these receivers too. Rory, I know you have Claypool and you've been watching this um, receiving core a lot. What, what do you have to say about this uh, group? I think you let go of Claypool. You don't have him anymore, do you? I got him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I let, I let go of my butt on to him, and I chased him. I forgot who I chased. I chased somebody. I, I do have him in my dynasty, though. So, yeah, that's, uh, right. that's what I was referring I to. Do. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him in my dynasty. So, uh, man, I don't want to read in a whole lot of this last week. They were having Malcolm Butler shadow him for a lot of it. So, not. I mean, obviously, the other two are pretty damn good receivers as well. But I think he exploded to have those weeks. But he's a rookie, and you're going to have that inconsistency. And then plus, he's just like you mentioned, the mouth to feed. I, I think Claypool is going to be fine. I think they were running a lot of jet sweep uh, with him before. They were running that action this past game too. They just didn't really give it to him. So I think they're going to find ways to get him the ball. I think he's still going to be a wide receiver too type guy, and he's going to give you anywhere between, you know, I think 14 to 21 a game a week. You know, he's going to have those down weeks, but I think. You can look for more of those fourteen and twenty-one, and uh, I would I would hold on to him and look for him to be a top twenty receiver. So top maybe top twenty-five, top twenty may be a little bit generous, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be too scared to be playing playful. I'll, I'll put it this way: I'll, I'll be probably starting again next week. Well, I'll tell you. You got something. You go first. I just want to say, if if Deontay Johnson's playing, I'm not playing Claypool. Me neither. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I I do. I know what you mean. Wait, go ahead. But I mean, like, look, just look at the numbers. Like, this is what we all expected coming into the year. Juju getting 14 targets, Johnson Johnson getting 15 targets, and that's what happened this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I agree, Claypool will get more than one next week. But I mean, if Juju and Deontay are getting their eight to, to 12, and they got 14, 15 this week, like, I'm Claypool's, he's not getting 10. Yeah, I mean, For Deontay me, got hurt with an ankle though. So, true, true, true. Uh, I, I will say this, Roy. I I did see the same thing. Um, out of the 19. Uh, snaps that Claypool lined up outside. Uh, he got Malcolm. Um, he had Malcolm covered him on uh, all but two of those. Uh, he saw the most double teams out of any of the Pittsburgh receivers, and he actually his snaps. It was his highest snap share. It was only like ten behind Juju and Deontay. So yeah, I saw that. It was the, like- the underlying stats for Claypool were way better than the actual box score stats. Um, I'm with you. I think top twenty-five. I mean, he's gonna get. He's gonna hit big plays almost every week. He's gonna be their league, their leading uh, end zone target. I mean, he's he's a monster. I mean, look at him. He he's gonna be. It's just all these guys are gonna be. They're gonna be a little up and down. But I, I, that's my thing. I think he's gonna be more of like a a boomer, bust. like a boomer, like I'm not. I, I don't, like. I Best think it's ball. gonna be closer to like a boomer bus play. Like yep. honestly, and I think it's gonna be. And you say, well, they doubled him. They put Malcolm Brown. I mean, or Malcolm Butler, like. Who says that that's not going to be something that's going to possibly keep going forward? 
I mean, to... they they could, but I mean, why why would I don't think you can double team any of these guys right now? Yeah. They're all they all can hurt. Well, you I mean, that's what I'm amount. saying. Well, the Tennessee felt like they had a double Claypool, and that didn't turn out good for him with with the way that uh, Deontay just roasted him. So, I mean, it may be that now maybe Deontay's ankle injury isn't that bad, and maybe he catches the double the next time, and then Juju and Claypool are gonna get back on it. It could be that way, but it's just it's gonna be. I want to see all three of those guys again together on the field and, and see how the balls are distributed because I'm not jumping up and down to play Clay, Claypool if Deontay's still on the field. In another note, and I do agree, Claypool's he's got a lot of talent, but his big game did come against the Eagles. Like, let's just yep. be real. like they We do get ripped apart by at least one player every week, and he fucking destroyed us. To be fair, there's a lot of really bad secondaries in the league right now. <laughs> yeah, you're he can right. pick on a lot of bad. And you you're look at his wrong. division. Cleveland, Cleveland ain't got no one that can check him. Who they got next week? Cincinnati I got, yeah, ain't got well, no one that Cleveland, can check him. He, he already worked Cleveland, and he had another good game against. Um, he had another good game against Denver. I just, yep. to me, I think the odd man out is, is Ben Juju. But like you guys said, it, it's hard to call it every week if we're being honest. I think they're all three almost boomer bust. It just depends who they're gonna. Yeah. Who I think they're gonna Deontay, Deontay Johnson, if he if he's a, if he's yeah. playing, yeah. he's D number one. Agreed, there. Yeah. completely agree. Yeah, yeah, I I do agree with you there. Deontay's gonna. But get between Juju and Clay, they're toss up. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I want to I want to say something real quick. Uh, we really fell off on Juju pretty hard after two tough weeks against not so good teams. But you're looking at his first week. 24.9 second week was only 11.8 but the next week he still put up 16.3 and then he had his two down weeks back to back 6.8 2.6 and then he followed up with a 17.9 I really think that we really kind of just fell off on him maybe a little too hard on on two bad games because of the talent that he yeah. is but I mean he was still leading the team in targets going into these bad weeks even after his bad weeks was still leading the team in targets mm-hmm. so and like I said I'm not saying Claypool's not playable because I think he is, but I want to see all three of those guys on the field together at the same time and see how that ball is distributed again because that's my biggest worry. Yeah, this I think the thing with Juju that, I mean, yes, those those numbers there they don't lie, but they kind of do in the same sense because Deontay missed some of those games yeah. and that led to more because I mean the games that Deontay's been in there he's out target Juju by every single game. Yeah. A lot of those numbers were inflated by touchdowns. If he didn't have a touchdown in those games, he's what, three for 36, right, but, I mean, 544. I know he's getting the touchdown. That's Juju, though. I mean, he's and, that bigger-bodied receiver. that can, And Claypool wasn't really involved those first three weeks. So all that together, it's it just makes it, it, makes it tough. It I goes mean. back to Sam's original point is another crowded wide receiver group that you don't know who to start except Deontay, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And all this, we haven't mentioned Big Ben's name. He He's going to be – It'd be yeah. hard for him not to be really good fantasy quarterback with all these guys. Yeah, because Connor's yeah. been eating too. Connor, their yeah. run, their run game has been great. And so he, it's Ebron like, had a good game. I mean, he was six for fifty. Yeah. And yeah. Washington's so involved. It's just you give it's him a, a lot, tut- man. You give him a tutty. That's a great game by tight end. So on the other side of the ball, um, this is AJ Brown's third week back. He's been, he's really taking the next dog. step. He's he's a like dog. yeah. He's a, he's a dog. Cole, Roy. He's he can move the chains, and if you give him any room, and he gets going. Good luck trying to bring him down the open field. He averaged twenty five point five per reception. Yeah, he's... him on that slant, bro. If you give that man a slant, that dude has three yards. He's gonna be in the end zone. He's just he's ridiculous fast. I don't even know how he gets there that fast, man. Yeah, he's he he's... makes basketball look that fast. He's a baller. Uh, Janu, 
uh, another another down week. Uh, I mean, the week before he got hurt, so that that kind of led to a lot of that. But this week, man, that was another disappointing week. Um, he came in. The, he came into the game hurt though. He did, but uh, he. He's kind of getting crowded out of of some targets. I mean, when he was blowing up, AJ Brown wasn't there. Corey wasn't there. At um, times. I mean, Corey well, missed. Corey the, was the, there the first few games. Johnny's yes, first two, two games were great, right? And then, but he's but there was. I mean, over the first five weeks when Johnny was balling, Corey had missed a game. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown missed most of those games. So now they got all these guys back, and it's it's hurting Johnny more than anyone else. I, I do still think he's a top eight option at, at tight end because the position's so thin, but he's a lot more touchdown dependent now uh, than he was before. They're just not getting getting him as many targets. One, hey, one thing that's really killing him, man, is they've been bringing Humphreys in to, to work the middle of the field some. That's, that's hurt him a bit. So. Yep, for sure. Like you said, top eight option for sure still because, you know, we all know how thin tight end is, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a little, little upsetting to see how little that He's been involved, but, man, maybe he gets healthy over these next couple of weeks and maybe you see some numbers kind of bounce back there because he's still a big part of that offense. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's move on and talk about the uh, Panthers and Saints game. Um, not a whole lot to take away here. I, I think I'm just really impressed what I'm seeing with Bridgewater this year. He just looks like he's really – he's just playing really good, man. And I, I, he's not a top 12 option at quarterback. You know, week in, week out, but he's a really nice streaming option through bye weeks, and especially a a sneaky DFS play when they're really good matchups. Um, I mean, when when CMC returns, it, it may hurt him a little bit. They may want to you know get Christian involved a little more in the red zone, but Bridgewater's really been playing good, and his only his bad weeks have been against really tough matchups. So he's been pretty pretty good in the good matchups. Um, the target share, I know we've kind of talked about it in the past with the receivers. It's it's been weird. Uh, we all thought DJ Moore was going to have a lot more of a stranglehold on these targets, but um, I mean Robbie Anderson's still been involved. But it's nice to see DJ Moore um, use his yards after catch uh, ability and get in the zone twice versus a, a pretty tough matchup with the Saints here. Um, I think the biggest news surrounding both these two teams is well, a the Christian McCaffrey return. I don't think it happens this week, but looks like it's pretty likely for next week. Because uh, they are playing this Thursday, which which hurts McCaffrey's chances. Mm-hmm. But the Mike Thomas situation, um, finally coming off the ankle, then he swings on a teammate, and then you think he's coming back off suspension, then he hurts his hamstring, and there were some rumors about him being at a um, disconnect with the front office and causing a lot of trouble in the locker room. But I, I was listening uh, to Sirius XM on the way in on Sunday, and there was – couple reporters talking and it doesn't sound like he's he's lost the the locker room it sounds like he's just being really competitive he's rubbed some guys the wrong way but I don't think this is a fracture relationship I I really do think it's a actual hamstring injury the problem is he's probably going to miss another or week or two with it and if you drafted Michael Thomas in the first round I mean your your team is really struggling right now so I mean if you're if you have a really good team, would you be going after and targeting a Michael Thomas right now? If you have a bunch of depth, yeah, definitely. I mean, when he comes back, it's game on. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, half the people that Drew Brees is throwing to, you don't have anybody idea who who, who they are. So, I mean, come on, we're not going to act like he's not going to come in and, and get 20 targets and, and his normal his normal stuff. So, yeah, if you got a solid team, you know, you're. 
five and two, six and one, like, and you and you got a bunch of depth that you you know you can pass off for it and make a good trade. I would do it personally. If, if you want, if you need a receiver to help you in your playoff run, he's absolutely going to be that guy because he's going to be back for playoffs long, like forbidden any yeah. continuous injuries. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I would absolutely go after him. I I think he's the number one trade for guy if 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 you can pull it off because whoever the owner is. They have to be just fed up with this whole that. situation, man. It's been a roller yeah, I coaster. Might give, like I might give whoever is so, in our league Rojo for him. It's a um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely looking to trade for him if you can. Another guy that I I think is a good, um, not a buy low guy, but a guy that you could get now and could really help you down the stretch is DeAndre Swift. Um, they mentioned his role increasing um on Sunday morning, and it it did. It wasn't crazy. Um, but, you know, Peterson got 11 carries and Swift got nine, but he is still handling basically all the third down work. Carry-ons are not involved at all. So um, it would be hard to, to see them not continue to get Swift uh, more involved down the stretch. Um, Hawkinson, I mean, he's he's really – you look up, man. He's – and besides the top four at, at tight end, he may be that next guy right now. He's He's been pretty consistent – I don't know why they won't get him some more targets. Like it's like yeah. five or six targets every week, and they they can't get him any more than that. But and he catches like all of them. All <laughs> of them. He's really good after the catch. He's he's getting in the end zone. I mean, he's really on pace right now. He has four touchdowns. He's on pace for yeah eight to ten touchdowns right now. Pretty so, big. Yeah, he's he's a stud, man. He is. Um, other side of the ball here, Gurley. He's um keeping it rolling. He's finally finding the end zone. He he still to me doesn't look like a a great NFL running back, but as far as fantasy, he's producing. I think he keeps that going as long as he stays healthy. Um, Brory, I know you're a girly owner. How do you feel about uh, him and his future uh, the rest of the year? Well, when you watch him run, like you said, it's just like, <laughs> it's tough, dude. It's like he's running on like stilts or something, bro. Like you, you feel for the guy who was a top back in the league just years ago, but I mean, Fantasy-wise, man, he's, he's putting up numbers. They actually started throwing the ball to him a little bit last game. And finally. he's getting touchdowns. So, yeah, finally. So, I don't know if maybe it was the change that they needed and whatever they're doing, but he's put up some pretty solid numbers. I think he's a running back 14 or something like that. So, he's been a solid RBT flex option, man. I, I got a lot of faith in him. Uh, that offense the last two weeks looks like they're finally kind of getting some things together. So I got faith in him for the rest of the year to kind of ride out and be an RB2, strong flex for me and uh, for any girly owner. So if you got him, man, uh, I would hold on to him and, and look out for riding him out for the rest of the season, man. Yeah, for sure. And as these running backs continue to drop like flies, he's just staying healthy and just keep walking up those rankings every week. Um, and like you yeah. said, Roy, the – the whole offense as a whole is finally starting to come together. Um, you know, Julio had his eight for 97 game, which is what you expect. Hurst got six for 68. He's getting more and more involved um, every week as he's getting, as he's learned the offense. Uh, Ridley had the five for 69 and a touchdown. So as a whole, they're finally coming together. Um, Look at the target share. Julio had nine, Ridley seven, Hurst seven, Gage seven. Yep, that's, that, that's that's kind of what we yeah. came to expect coming into the year. Yeah, so. I like it. Yep. As really, long as Ridley gets really that cutty and 50 yards and five catches, that's all I need. He's going to keep doing it. <laughs> um, all right, Pence, you want to talk about the Cowboys? 
There's nothing. There's, <laughs> there's nothing really to talk about. I mean, I saw something on Twitter today. I mean, going forward, would you feel safer starting Zeke or Robinson? And the answer is Robinson. I mean, I I have no faith right now in, in Zeke. I mean, he looks like he's just kind of mentally just out of it, making mental mistakes, fumbling. There's not a single person on the offense right now that you can start. No CD. I mean, I think the only question is Amari Cooper. Really, Amari's still been. He's hanging in there. He's still. hanging in there, but it was, it was at the end of the game. I know. And yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. it's still a worry. But yes, you're right. He I, is the only guy on that team that you could be like, you know what, I could play him. Today. One of the receivers is going to go off against the Eagles. One of them. Let's just be real. Yeah, with Ben DiNucci as our quarterback, and we have no idea. <laughs> what we have no idea what we're getting with this. We have. I mean, the line is completely yeah. shot. We are. I mean, roast we got your line. It is. It, they have. I know y'all's defensive line is yeah. going to absolutely destroy us. We got one lineman that's playing decent, and, so, and it's the rookie center. I mean, it's like. If you are listening, I will say the Eagles' defensive line has really been really good this year. They're going to get after Danuch. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, like it's uh, the, the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the ca- the Cowboys are atrocious. They're un they're un- they're unwatchable almost. And uh, like I said, the one person you could play is Amari, and y- you're not. That's on a wing. This a is and like I said. That's that's me saying that. That's my Amari is like team. a top twenty play from here. I mean, I guess yeah, he's, there. He's, he's not. Like, he's no longer a top ten play. I mean, he's like he's wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver two, borderline <laughs> flex at this point. I mean, this you're a you're 100% worried at Dude, this point. Gallup and Lamb, zero receptions. But Lamb had five targets. Yeah, and he also dropped, he I think, dropped, two. He dropped a couple. He, caught, he dropped one that would probably would have went for 25. But, like, it, 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 does, it really does not matter because that line can't hold up. And Kellen was talking today on um, in an interview talking about how they're going to get the ball out faster. But, I mean <laughs> – we do have some receivers that are good after the catch. CD's amazing after the catch. Uh, Cedric Wilson's been pretty good after the catch. And Amari's good after the catch. So, I still don't feel good about playing anybody but Amari. I mean, that's all I got to say left to the Cowboys. Nobody really needs to talk about them because it's it's sad. It's hard to watch. I've owned almost every single Dallas Cowboys in all the divisions with, with Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper, Dak, and Zeke. And it's just... Are you a closet cowboy fan? I'm, what are you I, to tell us no, here? no, no. I think I'm causing their downfall because my fantasy season has just sucked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like the Dallas Cowboys offense. Why is, yeah, he, no, I why mean, is he coming after you? Right and now? Honestly, the offense has been better than the defense, and that is just really hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think they only had like 79 yard passing, and I think Bro. one of them was like, I mean, it, it, it was uh, it, nine total um, completions for right at 100 and some change. That's yeah, I mean, it's it's atrocious, and like I said, the defense is actually worse than that. So, I mean, they got roasted by uh, Washington. So, I mean, yeah, it's. it's Pretty bad. So let's worst, just move on from this. Yeah, right. worst offensive line, worst defense in football for sure. And there's no if, doubt. If there's any pass rush, um, for the team that the Cowboys are playing, their offense cannot do anything. This is ball game. So, uh, like this week, Philadelphia fire up their fire oh up their God. defense you, everywhere because they're going to get eight sacks. Yeah, if you got if you're playing DFS, Eagles are going to be a great. Player. Yeah, oh, it's has a to be the number huge one stack, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Boston Scott's a must start. He'll drop at least 130 <laughs> yards on us. I mean, Fulgham will get his. Fulgham will get his. I mean, I, we're, we have yeah. nobody playing well on the defense. Yeah, um, yeah, and it it showed on Sunday. Gibson, Antonio Gibson, finally <laughs> had his his biggest breakout game. He he looked really good. Um, McLaurin had a good day. We I think everyone knew that was coming versus Dallas, but not much to talk about here. Um, let's move over to my team, who also sucks. Um, 
Aaron Jones didn't play. It didn't matter. Uh, Jamal Williams played well. A.J. Dillon did nothing, only got 11 snaps, which was disappointing and pretty surprising in my opinion. I think this was a really good spot to have to be able to use your second-round pick and to get them going versus the Texans in the second half. Yeah, you but cannot five, stop the run. five carries for like 11 yards or something. I mean, he averaged – yeah, but I mean, you get yeah. five carries. You, you, Jamal was getting more than that, though. So that's why I mean, I'm sure I there was just. I, I don't. I agree with you. I mean, I picked up Dylan, praying to God he was going to fall into the end zone against the Texans because Jesus, I think I could. But it's, it was, it was, it's a tough scene out there. Yep. Uh, Devonte Adams torched us. I, I, everyone knew that was going to happen. Um, not much to say there. I mean, Devonte's the number one receiver in fantasy football. And you know, the rest the, away. The, one of the surprising things, and I think we all kind of expected it, but I mean, Tanyan should have had a better game. Two for thirty-two on two Yo, targets. They said that the week before too, and he didn't have that's that what, good of a. That's like, what I'm saying. Like so. he's he had that one massive it's, game, and it's it's well, Rodgers and the tight ends. It's it's, it's he's touchdown dependent. It, it, it's it a we, we said that the week before, the couple weeks before. I have like, Scantling, and he may be getting dropped soon. Like, yeah, what is he he's. Doing? I don't think he's that good of a player. Yeah, to be he honest must with not you. be. Um. But let's um, – I mean, on the other side of the ball, Brandon Cook surprisingly is leading the Texans in targets this year with 50, which is I mean, a really healthy number. Um, three good weeks in a row for, for Brandon after the down week. So he's definitely back into the wide receiver two, wide receiver three discussion, depending on matchups. Um, I mean, not much to say here. David Johnson looks terrible. Uh, after that first week in Kansas City, he has not looked like a really good running back at all. He's still going to be – as long as he stays healthy, he's still going to get touchdowns, still going to get catches, going to be a fine option. But he's just not He's just not that good. He, he's, he's cooked. Um, man, it was tough watching OBJ go down after trying to make a play on an interception, torn ACL out for the year. Uh, just another year for, for Odell where he's just not bringing value for your fantasy team for whatever reason, a lot of it not his, but – injuries and stuff just really derailed his career so far Eli Manning was this guy let's just be real I think that's just the connection that we all miss <laughs> I mean I don't know it's I mean he, he hasn't been good since his rookie year really I mean he's been really inconsistent and hurt, and hurt. since then true. That is um, true. it sucks is there a guy I mean Richard Higgins had a pretty big day after Odell left um Donovan Peoples-Jones their rookie and he looked pretty good. He had the game-winning um, touchdown catch there. So good concentration. Yep, it was. Uh, it, do any do either of those guys interest you in a pickup? I st- I still am iffy on Baker. I know he turned it up, but like I don't know. It's just hard to. Trust still him only threw for two hundred ninety-seven yards. I mean, yeah, but I agree. Don't he turned up after the. Open he five. went twenty-two for twenty-two for two hundred ninety-seven yards and for five touchdowns. Yeah, no, Garrett. He, he started, started out zero and zero oh, for zero oh for five and oh a for touchdown. Five. And then went twenty-two for twenty-three for two hundred ninety-seven yards and five touchdowns. Only incompletion was a spike. A spike. <laughs> he was. He went. He, he literally went sicko mode, like yep. towards the end of that. So it's like. Yep. So I, I'm with you, Tyler. I, I, I don't. I mean, Higgins, he has shown some um, chemistry with Baker in the past. Um, so it's a guy to keep an eye on, but I'm not hopping on the waivers to go grab him. I mean, Odell was putting up eh numbers. Um, I mean, I might switch him out with MVS, but, like, that's not saying much. That's yeah, real. but, I mean, it, it, I don't <laughs> think I'm running. And Peoples-Jones uh, is actually – he's – He's got talent. 
I mean, he's he's he was raw, but I mean, he's a, a super athlete. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he tested out out, out the gym. I mean, yeah. he he'd be a guy to keep an eye on. But like I said, Baker's play is just too inconsistent. So I mean, he's not like a top two, top three waiver. They were pickup. also playing Cincinnati. Let's be real, their defense is ass. Yeah, that that's their defense actually, uh, their secondary has actually played a lot Bates better than nice. people think. But no, but I'm just saying. I mean. You are right. I mean, yeah. it's there's a, definitely a chance. It was a great, it was a great matchup for, for yeah, Baker. He yeah. exploited it, but um, I'm not. I'm, I'm with y'all. His his play's been so inconsistent, and Odell's been so inconsistent. I yeah. think it helps helps Jarvis. I think it helps our tight ends more than anything. Um, Hooper didn't play, but uh, their young cat Harrison Bryant's looking pretty good. I think whoever's in there at tight end, it could help them more than the receivers. But I will say, Peoples Jones, man, he looks. He looks really good, and he was on a terrible Michigan team his his whole career oh, yeah. with Shea Patterson with, <laughs> with no with no passing threat. So yeah. we really didn't get to see what he was about in college. He's a guy that I would be I'd be keeping an eye on. Like you said, if if you got some room at the end of your like, I mean, if you have Julian Edelman or Scantling, one of these guys, go. Yeah. You know, I don't have to use your first wave wire pick, but just just go pick up Donovan Peoples Jones or, or Higgins and just just see if they can keep it going with. With uh, with Baker the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean to answer your question, one of them's gonna be on there just to try. Like I said, I, mm. Scantling's done. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, man, with Cincinnati, a few weeks back said drop AJ Green. He's done. Well, another good week for AJ. He's yeah. like he's revi- He's not getting any separation, but Burrow is finally starting to connect. I think they're finally figuring out what routes. He can run. They're not using him downfield as much as they were because he's he doesn't have the same juice that he used to. But I thought he was going to come up with that game ceiling touchdown at the end and the the um, uh, hail mary. Yep. I thought he was going to get it. He's he's looking better, and their whole offense as a whole. I mean, yeah, they're they're throwing so much and Burrow's good. Dude, let's he's be, good enough. Those, all three of those guys can can hold value the rest of the way. I mean, remember prior to the season, we all said they're going to throw so much that the volume can be there for all of their players and. I mean, Boyd, 11 for 13, 100 yards. AJ, 7 for 13, 82 yards. Higgins, 5 for 5, 71 yards. Like, they're all getting theirs. Yeah. I'm starting Higgins every week now, damn near. Yep, and you should. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, and that, that connection uh, with Boyd and Burroughs starting to get heavier. Yeah. Heavier. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to trade him? We could talk later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think Boyd's a top 15 receiver the, the rest of the way through. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I, I agree with you. Um, the mix and injury here is is concerning. It, it's it's is it the toe? Is it turf toe or is it foot? Is it foot sprain? Yeah, but it it sounds like he's in jeopardy of missing this next week too. Um, Gio did produce with mixing out, and I would fire Gio up again uh, if Mixon does miss. Yeah, they're uh, not going to run him like Mixon, but they just throw him the ball. No, they're, so they're throw him. They're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, get him involved, it's, and he'll he'll be the guy in the red zone too. Um, the Bills, man, they're Josh Allen's. Inaccuracies is popping back up. He, he's not playing well. So again. confusing, man. Like those first weeks, man. You saw the highlights, and and he was just exploding. I, I mean, I was talking about him a lot. I was like, dude, this guy, this guy is looks like he's gonna take that next step and and really bust through people's expectations. And then I have no idea what happened. It's just ran. It's now you're right. It's just not accurate. He he doesn't look comfortable. He just doesn't look like he did in those first couple of weeks. Someone put on Twitter. It was like uh, Cam Newton and Josh Allen looking at each other like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, but that's bad. Uh, that's funny, Roy. Um, how do you see the the Bills' receiving core 
playing out rest of the way. I mean, they've they've kind of turned into a, a pass heavy team. Is is Diggs still a wide receiver one, and could you still flex play um, Beasley or, or John Brown? Yeah, I I think uh, I think you still roll with Diggs as a wide receiver one man. Um, the boys have been right since Tennessee came and put that ass open on him, you know. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I, I'd be fine with rolling with Diggs and, and playing him in week in, week out. And Beasley, I, I know we talked last week about waiver wire pickups, and, and I mentioned him being a guy you might want to go get. I mean, he had another big game with Brown out again. With, with Brown, you never know how long he's going to be out, especially – I believe he's out with a hamstring. Does that sound right? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I believe he's out with a hamstring, and that's kind of what he does best in his game is stretch the field. So, uh, Josh Allen, obviously, is if you've watched them ever, you know that Beasley's a safety blanket. So, I think you can count on Beasley being a flex week in and week out and possibly giving you wide receiver two numbers. But I'm fine with sticking with Diggs and, and rolling that guy out there as a wide receiver one. I, I just don't see much out of their running game either that's going to – really convinced me that they are going to get too far away from throwing the ball like they did early on. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, it's, it's the knee for, for John Brown, Garrett? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, that, that has been fact-checked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something in them legs. Something in them legs. Yeah. It's yeah. always the fast guys with their legs. Like you said earlier, to run, you got to use your feet and your legs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just spinning facts here tonight, boys. <laughs> We've got two fact checkers, one one. So, at least your um, Eagles got a a huge win over the Giants. <laughs> oh, that, that's cute, Garrett. No, I'm just kidding. No, fuck, fuck. They they both suck. Let's just be real. That whole division sucks. They do. They do. <laughs> but one of them still gonna make the playoffs, and you never know what can happen after that. No. Um, I mean, I pray to God you guys win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm seri- I'm seriously praying for a top five pick. So I hope you guys just absolutely shit on us next week. Yeah, that that miracle win versus Atlanta doesn't, doesn't oh, look so good it anymore. Fucking hurt. Doesn't help us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we're gonna be fighting the 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 Giants for last place. It's like, yeah, and actually trying to win. Yeah, <laughs> fighting the Jets for Lawrence. Oh. Danucci the oh goat. God, let's not get started on the. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's get back to talk about the bird. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Now, <laughs> I I think you made a good point earlier, Solis, with with Wentz with the five rushing touchdowns, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, Wentz is clearly not played to his potential this year. He's maxed out at two touchdowns passing, but I mean, he has 15 total touchdowns on the year, 10 passing, five rushing. That's more than the majority of running backs in the leagues right now. If we're being completely it's honest, it's more than the running backs on my roster. <laughs> Combined. Amen. <laughs> Either way, Carson Wentz put up 31 <laughs> points back-to-back weeks. If he doesn't put up 31 against the Cowboys, something's wrong. So, I mean, I think he's an absolute start. I'm going to be throw, tossing him up with Russell Wilson this week to start. Um, he's, I think, qu- quarterback seven right now. So, he's on track to continue to ride. Boston Scott had a good game, uh, 46 rushing yards, and then passing. He had three for 46 and a touchdown, like 18 points, I think. Fulgham. He got saved by that touchdown at the end. He, he was definitely letting fantasy people down until he caught that 35-yard touchdown. Hey, yeah, but, but a lot of that happens for that a, reason. But he got his line running back one versus oh, Dallas this no, week. He, he's a top five play this week. <laughs> like, 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 he's a top five play against the Cowboys this week. Look, it, this week I would play Wentz, Scott, Ro- Richard Rodgers, and Fulgham, if we're being completely honest with you. All of them are worth playing. 
Um, yeah, I threw out Richard Rodgers. You did. I was wrong. I was wrong. But I thought Jackson was going to make more of an impact and he just get hurt again like he always does. So, like, <laughs> let's just be real. Like, it's just – I don't know. It's okay. I picked up um, Dalton Schultz and scored 4.2. Yeah. But Fulgham is legit. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's out once again. So, who's the number one again? Fulgham. Let's just ride. Um, he's got, he's going to get his. I, I can see him every bit of getting, I don't know, six for like 110. Tutty. Fulgham's the real deal the rest of the way. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, but the Giants – for your number one receiver, it's a bad matchup. They have James they Bradbury. Use, they use Bradbury as a shadow guy, and they did versus Fulgham, and he still got five for seventy three. Which he's is, a talented receiver. It's not a fluke go, here. Like, go go look at the the um, the stat lines versus Bradbury this year. That was one of the best ones that Fulgham just put on him. Yeah, I mean, he's been and he had eleven targets. Like while he did only have five receptions, eleven. He's still getting the volume. Yeah, that was because Wentz was really bad at the beginning of the game when he was yep. throwing at Fulgham. So there was a lot of missed throws by Wentz until. Like later on, I mean, he he. You're right. He was not very accurate in the game, but it doesn't matter. I was just saying, like, it, don't it literally doesn't matter. But you, you you see eleven targets. That's all you need to see. I mean, he, Fulgram, one hundred percent is it, and I top twenty, yeah. top twenty play the rest of the way through. The only thing that could hurt his chances this game is if we just get up early and run the ball. But either way, he still must start. Him, Rogers, him, Fulgram, Scott, and Wentz. I think are all must starts if you have them. Yeah, for the Giants, um, Sterling Shepard made his. Return uh, from the turf toe, coming off IR. What did he finish up with? Five for um, six, five six, for sixty nine and a six touchdown. Six yeah. for, sorry, but six for fifty nine and a touchdown. Oh, six for I, yep. numbers, I just had to just do it. You know, no, I mean? no, I'm no, looking. I, at I, it. I that's good. It. Yeah. Fact so check. fact check. Yeah, that was a that was a good. That was a great matchup versus the Eagles. Um, it's really good to see him do that. He does get Tampa this week, so unless you're desperate, I mean that they're really going to struggle. Um, yeah, the only Tampa's per- Tampa's defense line is going to destroy the Giants' offensive line. It's almost as bad as the Cowboys. The only perk you have is they're going to have to throw the ball. It's like the only perk you have to it. Yep. Hopefully, if you do have to start them, hopefully in the fourth quarter, the Bucks show a little mercy, a little mercy, and don't While try to up forty. Don't try to kill Daniel Jones <laughs> and Shepard can get some garbage time because it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding to start the game. So, Roy, with the um, the game tonight. Um, Got, I guess, a little more clarification in the Rams' backfield. Another week where they talked up getting Akers more involved. Uh, I mean, didn't get to watch a lot of the games. So I don't know the snap share, but I know he played less than five snaps. I he believe. played one. He played one snap, but and he before half, before half, yeah, he 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 has he did not um, get a rush or He's, or a carry. He should not be I on mean, anybody's or, team. I don't care what yeah, they no. keep saying each week. It, yep. He should not be on the team. I mean, I just dropped Malcolm Brown because I mean, it just seems like it's through it. Throw Henderson show, but Malcolm Brown obviously had just he got the touchdown this game. So, but I think it's it's still Darrell's show. Yep, it is. Darrell did have the yeah carries and the targets. Yeah, yeah. Darrell did get uh, 15 rushes for 64 yards. Did get two catches for 13, which is kind of what he's been doing. Uh, Another week where he's he's getting used in the red zone. He's just not getting in the zone. I I really do think that he's that's gonna. It's going to start happening for him. And, and we've seen in the past these Rams running backs can throw up huge touchdown numbers. So, I mean, Henderson, if they keep using them, I know it's every week I have a little more faith. I don't, I'm still don't have a ton of faith in McVay. I feel like any week he could just completely change all this up. But Henderson's balling. Um, and I really do think he's – if he keeps his job, he could explode on the second half with, with touchdowns because he's, he's gotten like three called back for holding calls. He's gotten really close a couple of times. He's – He's um he's getting used in the red zone. Malcolm did 
have a rush from the 12-yard line, had a crazy run where he got to the one and let him punch it in after that, and he ends up with 10 rushes for 57 yards, and he is still involved on third down. But it's it's Henderson's show, and, and Malcolm will mix in a little bit with them. Yeah, I have no arguments there. No. Um, a yeah. Rob still got some on on Chicago side of the fantasy value. On, on Chicago side, Rory, do you? I mean, besides Allen Robinson, is there any other guys that you're wanting to start? Uh, well, right now, tight end being fun pickings. I actually started Graham in my other league. The only, you know, he's not put up anything crazy. I think he's put up like twelve, eight, or ten and eight something. He's gotten eight targets, six targets, six targets since Foles uh, is really kind of taking over. So, I mean, he's getting the volume behind Robinson, but he's just uh, due for a he, touchdown. Not, if he can, if he can get a touchdown both yeah. those weeks, he's he's a good looking tight end at that point. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a touchdown away. He's getting some looks there, so you know he's for a tight end. He's not great, but he's not bad. I mean, he might. I think he's actually top ten, but that's just because. Anybody else? Yeah, he's at nine. Yeah, <laughs> he is at nine. Yeah, and they, they are starting to get their their rookie tight end involved a little bit with Cole Komet. Yeah. So something to keep an eye on. But I'm with you as far as Graham. He's he's definitely a guy that you can you can play not not because he's special or anything, but just because he's he is like you said getting a fair amount of targets and the options at tight end are are getting worse by the uh, <laughs> by the week. As far as Montgomery, Rory, the I mean. He kind of doing the same thing he did last year, just no efficiency. He's getting a few catches now that Cohen's not there. But I mean, he's is he any anything more than a flex play? Pray for a touchdown at this point. Yeah, man, I think you're hitting that one right there on the that nail on the head, dude. It looks like you're getting a low flex and you're kind of hoping for a touchdown and that he can give you decent numbers. But I mean, he got five targets tonight. That's that's not bad, five catches, but. The yardage is just not there. So you're really kind of hoping for a touchdown for him, man. I wasn't high on him coming in this year. I mean, if you're starting him as your RB1 or RB2, you're probably in trouble. But if he's a flex guy for you or, you know, then, hey, it's, it's not a bad flex. But if he's your RB2, it's probably because that's all you got to run out there. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, the, the passing work is kind of keeps us stability weak, you know. Over the weeks, but man, if if you need three yard a three yard rush, you give it to Montgomery. If you need a four yard rush, he'll get you three. It just <laughs> he's just not he's not good at all. So solid guys, but well, I appreciate that. Solis here uh, signing off. Follow us at ffrp underscore podcast on Twitter. That is ffrp underscore podcast on Twitter. We'll be back to recap week eight next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, y'all loved it. We did. Hey, hey, hey.